Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Everyday Millionaire Podcast. My name is Patrick Francie, and I'm the CEO and managing partner of the Real Estate Investment Network. In addition to being a business owner, I'm also a real estate investor. I'm a coach, a husband, recently a grandfather. Now, along with that, I'm also committed to stretching beyond what I've achieved by continuing to elevate in living a fulfilled life by making a positive difference in my world. I'm going to invite you to join me as I delve into the details of the many wins of my guests in achieving their goals, along with, shall we say, the frustrations of the occasional deal gone wrong, because my guests are here to help you learn by talking about what's real for them in business and investing in real estate, from the life they're now able to live to the person they become along the way as they pursued their dreams in having the freedom they've gained by building a sustainable financial future for them and their family. Good day, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this episode of the Everyday Millionaire Podcast. This episode is a total departure from the normal format of the show. Firstly, I'm releasing the show out of sync with my regular show schedule. Secondly, it's a shorter time format, which is an occasional request I get from listeners. In this case, about half the normal length of the show. Thirdly, this conversation is specifically about real estate investing in uncertain economic times. And in this case, we are shining a light on the Alberta market. Finally, we will highlight our upcoming SOS event, which we first presented in 2016 and where we focused on strategies, opportunities, and solutions, hence SOS, in an uncertain economic time in the real estate market. I'm joined today by veteran real estate investor, longtime RAIN member, and chief growth officer for RAIN, Jean-Guy Francourt, my good friend, JG. But as always, and before I introduce my guest, I'd like to start by first thanking you for listening in and for your support and the feedback you provide us on the show, as well as to remind and continue to encourage you to send any of your comments, suggestions, or questions directly to me at CEO at reincanada.com, CEO at reincanada.com. And this is especially true about this particular episode. It may dictate how I move forward with my next episodes. So if you're inclined, I'd very much appreciate it if you were to share this show with your friends, your family, people you know, and definitely people you don't know, rate the show and comment on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud, whatever platform you happen to use to listen in. And heck, while you're at it, follow us on the Everyday Millionaire Facebook page. So thank you again for your feedback that you provide the team and I. It is sincerely appreciated. Okay, let's get this show started, shall we? JG Francoeur, how are you doing today, man? Oh, best day of my life, my friend. Best day of my life. <laughs> uh, you look pretty awesome with that hat on. And uh, I'm looking at you. You're in uh, Peterborough. Peterborough, Ontario. We're having a Zoom call. This is the first for the Everyday Millionaire. We're doing, uh, I guess, what I think Tim Ferriss calls them in-betweeners. But, you know, we'll follow that model. I mean, it's a pretty successful model for uh, Mr. Ferris, And uh, for us, it was a conversation about real estate. So happy to have you on the show. Last time I had you on the show, it was really all about you. 
And and that was great. You're, you're an interesting. That's my favorite. My favorite topic, by the way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I get it. So no, I mean you're an interesting cat. You've done some really cool things in the world of business and real estate. And I thought it was uh, well, we got a terrific feedback for it. So for those listening to this particular podcast, if you have not heard the podcast with uh, JG, definitely uh, worth your time to go back and listen to it. But this one is really a different approach and to use the audience of the everyday millionaire in a, in a different context. And that's to talk real estate and ultimately to talk about an event that we have coming up in Calgary, uh, March 1st through 3rd. So if you're part of the rain community, you know that we are having an event at that time because you would be part because you're part of the community and our marketing around that. If you're not, then we'll talk about that a little bit along the way. But this event is not the authentic Canadian real estate system, the program, the traditional acre program. We are looking at the market conditions of Alberta. And back in 2016, we did an event called SOS. And SOS was an acronym for strategies opportunities, and solutions. And we brought it into that market and it really, really landed well given what was going on economically. And so the conversation today is about two things. Number one, what's going on in the Alberta market specifically and why SOS is a great event to attend. But ultimately, this is a discussion about real estate and what's going on and why an event like SOS would be great for somebody to attend and who should attend but let's just talk about real estate, JG. Let's start there. My second, my second favorite topic. There you go. So <laughs> let's start there. Let's talk about it. Now, you're an investor. You're primarily investing in Peterborough. You've built portfolio. You do some construction uh, in, stuff. In Ontario. Or so in Ontario, I, I, right. Yeah, I spread my portfolio between Peterborough, Aurelia, and Hamilton. Okay. So you are have been a real estate investor for a number of years. You've been in business a number of years. So when you're looking at what's going on in Canada, you we've got what's going on in the U.S., we've got all of the economic, I'll call it, uncertainty that seems to be happening right across Canada. I want to know, as, as a business person, as a real estate investor, how are you viewing the world right now? We got a change in mortgage rules. We got new... You know, certainly a, a new qualification process if you want to get into uh, a mortgage. And so how's that showing up for you? What are you doing? Well, I, I, it's a great question, by the way, Patrick. And, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a bit of a unique cat, right? Because I've, I've really spent a lot of time in the last 15 years training my mind. Getting into real estate was, was something that came after. I first trained my mind to really capitalize on these kinds of times. So... The more my my overall stance is the more confusion in the marketplace, the better it is for me, right? So I come at it from that perspective. So these times for me, I don't look at them as a, and this isn't a positive thinky thing. It's not like you know, it's just the way that that I've wired myself that I'm wired to look for opportunities in these times. So I'm really, I've never grown this much in the last uh, eight to twelve months. Actually, in the last twelve months. I've grown my portfolio more year over year than I have in the previous decade. And that's because of some of the stuff that's going on that we're going to talk about. 
it's really presented a lot of opportunity. On the flip side, it's also presented a lot of challenges, and I've had to overcome those. Okay, so you've opened up a couple of doors there that I could go down. But the first one I want to get down to is around, because it's interesting, I did a podcast with a guest this morning, as a matter of fact, that'll be coming out in a couple of weeks. But ultimately, we talked about mindset and how important is mindset. And as many mm-hmm. times as you and I have had conversations about it, we often hear from people going, ah, this mindset stuff, you know, just oh. give me give me the numbers, give me the economics, give me, give me. And, and, but the reality of it is that in these times, it does take a certain level of focus and mindset to get through, because I'm assuming that, and, and I don't know this to be true. So are you feeling some uncertainty? Do you feel fear around it? When you talk about, I don't look at, I look at it differently. What do you do? Do you park fear off to the side or do you look at it and go, everybody else is freaking out. I want to get into what's really going on. So how do you view it differently, do you think? Well, that's that's actually, that's kind of exactly how it is. So I'm not necessarily fearful about, I do have one fear and that is and one fear, which uh, which is I'm being very careful. I'm seeing so many opportunities right now that I'm being very careful not to not to overstep, not to go too far right? Mm -hmm. Not to overextend. That's the only fear part I have in terms of the, um, the other components like fear around the economy or fear around the the mortgage stuff or whatever the case may be. I've just wired myself, Patrick, to, to, to think of it from a different perspective. I've had to reframe it, but I got to tell you when it first happened, like the, let's talk specifically about mortgages. When the mortgage uh, rules came into play, which was exactly about 13 months ago, give or take, yeah, I went through a small period of, oh, shoot, what's going to happen when all of these, like, I'm, go- I'm, I'm just like us, any successful and significant size real estate investor, we have mortgage renewals <laughs> every, every sure, month. Sure, sure. You know what I mean? So, so I was scared too. What if this stuff doesn't start to renew? What if my rates can jack up? A lot of those fears became unfounded as time went on. So then I was able to re focus myself and say, okay, hold on. A lot of these fears probably are overstated for myself. So don't go quite that far. Now let's get creative. Let's look at this confusion and see what kind of opportunities there are. And when I made that switch, which by the way, took me sort of, I was kind of in the scared fear mode in December, January last year. And then in February, I really flipped and said, okay, I got it. Now I see what's happening. And I, and I changed. So I reframed it for myself. So when you say it flipped, was there a conversation you had? Was there a, a, a realization that you had in terms of that flip? So did you see something in the market? Did you talk to somebody? Did you have a, a, you know some kind of realization that you said, I had to shift this? Or well, how, did it show up in a specific way for you? Yeah, it, it did, in fact. And then and, and a big end, big answer to that is, is rain. You know, rain gives me the understanding of what's happening in the marketplace. I don't have to see fear is created by, by lack of understanding. Fear is the the unknown when it's in the unknown, it's fearful and rain allowed me to understand what was happening. And even though we didn't necessarily know where it was going, there's still an understanding of where we are today and a bit of a forecast in terms of where we think this is going to go. So, so really it was, Now here's actually, so let me dig deeper than that, Patrick. So last year in January, I spent a ton of time. You will remember this of all people. I had phone calls with you. I had phone calls with Richard Dolan. I had phone calls with Hugo Dos Reyes. I had phone calls with a lot of significant investors started asking and digging questions who had been through several downturns in the past. And I started asking questions and then found out, Oh, 
isn't this interesting? They all survived. And in fact, I noticed a trend that a lot of them, and actually I talked to Neil Taniguchi this morning. For, he's in Mexico right now. Uh, very su- uh, successful investor out of yeah, rain. Sure is. And, uh, and, and I asked him and he said some of his best properties he's ever got happened in the downturn of two, 2008, 2009. So that is where the reframing started for me. And, and because I'm wired to look for opportunity, not for bad things, I said, okay, hold on a sec. There's a real opportunity here. So then I had to work myself into it. So it was really a combination of, but I think the Patrick, the, um, the overarching message there is I didn't sit on the sidelines and wait for it to come to me. I went to it. I, I knew there would be, there was a change. There was clearly a shift happening and I went to find the answers rather than wait for them to come to me. You know, it's, in- it's so interesting because as I talk to so many individuals, either on the podcast or leading up to the podcast, the everyday millionaire, because I'm always listening for potential guests and what, what, how do they operate? How do they work? One of the things that has become, you know, I've been part of rain for over 20 years, either as a member or as a management team back in 2007, when I got on the team, but my, my realization around and my observation is that people think that part of the rain team are not at the effect of the economy. And the reality of it is, is we have to do as much work as anybody to stay focused, to really pay attention. And to your point, you're reaching out to me. I do remember that time at those times when we were having conversations constantly about real estate, you were asking great questions. You were digging deep. You're having conversations with me, as you said, Richard, uh, Hugo, a little bit with Don. I'm always having conversations with those individuals, including Don. And we're constantly talking about what's going on economically. Now we do it for a couple of reasons. Number one, we want to be really clear and concise and do the best we can to support the community and rain as an organization, but it's also, we have our own portfolios and we're at the effect of what's going on economically. So we, uh, we have to stay on top of it for our own use as well. So we're avid investors and, and we certainly have significant portfolios that we got to look after that can go upside down the same as they can for anybody, but asking the right questions. It's cool that you brought up an interesting point and only because my brain is in the conversation because of a podcast interview that I just did, you said something that was really interesting, which is your fear is not of what's going on. It's about actually taking on more than you can handle or getting too ramped up in what is happening. And so you're actually doing maybe too many deals and you're not paying attention and maybe stepping over some details. Did I hear that right? Yep, that's correct. So, you know, one of the things that I see time and time again is the quality of people that you surround yourself with are the ones that are going to support you in achieving the goals that you have, which is to say that you probably have somebody that's, I think probably you, your Mike, your dad is probably going, JG, are you sure you want to do this deal? That, that's my really <laughs> bad attempt. Is that, at you, a, is that your French accent? <laughs> yeah, it's my really no. bad French accent. But my point <laughs> is, is that you probably got some some checks and balances in place that, although you're a decision maker, I know that, you probably have some checks and balances in place that keep you true to it. And you're actually surrounding yourself with experts, not pretending that you know it all or that you should know it all because you can't possibly know it all. Yeah, that's a great point. Actually, it's funny because you're you're you touched on two things there. The first is uh, I just I just signed a deal this week that I'm closing on next month, and uh, it's another acquisition. And I ran it by two additional people that I don't typically run deals by. 
just to be able to talk through it myself and to keep myself in check and to say, listen, does this really make sense? Or am I, am I seeing this wrong? And, and it, it, you know, it did make sense and I was seeing it right, but, but I'm, that's what I did is I put this additional layer of accountability in between me and the deal just to make sure. Uh, and it's, that's what I'm doing right now, just as things heat up, right? Cause you can just like, cause in my view, just like some people are, are in, in the fear of it and everything looks tough and difficult and so on and so forth. On the flip side, the, the, the opposite also exists, right? The law of polarity. If that exists, the, the, the other exists, which is everything looks good. Everything's great. Let's go all in and so on and so forth. So I'm always sort of balancing that. But I do think, Patrick, you, you mentioned something interesting. And, and Neil and I were just talking about this today, which is I find that in moments right now in the RAIN community, there are several people and when I say several, I mean hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands, that are having the best year of their life. The last 12 months has been the best year of their life. And then there's another portion that had the worst year of their life from a real estate finance performance perspective. Mm -hmm. What's interesting, a lot of those people are in the exact same markets. But the fact is, is I find that when in moments, when, when times get tough, people tend to pull back from the community. People tend to pull back from their partners. People tend to pull back from their spouses and support network when in fact, it's the exact opposite that needs to happen. In tough times, you need to double down on going to the meetings. I know I do. I, when, I, when things are tough, I double down on reading the reports, uh, talking to people, going to meetings, really digging deep into information because it's, I find that that unity creates strength for me. So I lean on the unit to, to get me through those tough times because I'm not immune to it. I don't know about you, Patrick, but I don't think you're immune to those no. tough times either. No. Right. So I think that's um, a, so you know, that, that's a good point. And, and, and so as we're talking about this right now, I realize that, you know, if, if you're from Alberta and you're listening to this particular podcast, you're saying, okay, yeah, but you're in Ontario. It's not that bad. You guys just came off an amazing year and yeah, maybe there's a pullback now, but you're not in Alberta. And, and that's probably a fair statement, but the, actual call it philosophy doesn't change when times are tough that's really truly when you have to get out get supported ask more questions there's absolutely i coach and and i'm on calls often with rain members some people have absolutely in alberta got their ass handed to them there is no doubt about it and you can look at it and blame the economy. You can blame all sorts of things that are happening. And my own tendency is not to play the blame game. It's to really look at where I was responsible. What mistakes did I make? What did I step over? And so that's great. So that's a learning thing, but it doesn't negate the challenges that are happening. You know, vacancies are high. Uh, rents are low. Deals are out there, but gosh, how do you get them to cash flow? The banks have got this silly stress test on there. And some banks are actually saying, yeah, I'm not even sure I want to invest in Alberta or I want to give mortgages or provide mortgages for investors in Alberta. The point of saying all of that is it is actually at times like these when even though you're getting your ass handed to you because your portfolio is upside down or maybe things aren't working, it's actually now is the time that you have to really sit down and say, how can I work through this or where's the opportunities that I'm creating for myself? That's a bit of a, a long-winded way to get us back to what the event of SOS is about. First and foremost, what I would want listeners to know is that I was born and raised in Edmonton, Alberta, as, as many know, 
Don is Albertan through and through. We've spent a lot of time over the years doing research in Alberta. We know the market well. And so SOS as a strategies, opportunities, and solutions was to accommodate a full gambit of investors. Those that are dealing with issues, putting some people in the room, some true experts in the room that are are aware of what's going on in Alberta to support, to provide strategies, opportunities, and solutions for investors, as well as open up the door to possibilities. So I, I hope that was clear that if you're listening to this from Alberta and we're talking about the Calgary SOS, it is really designed, because we've done it before, by the way, 2016, it is really designed to support you in either taking advantage of what's going on in that economy in Alberta and or dealing with maybe some of the issues that you've got around your property. So, for example, how do you attract better tenants? How do you market better? You're going to be talking to that topic. Is that what we agreed on, by the way? That's correct. Yeah, I'll be speaking a lot about marketing. If if I if there's anything I've noticed, um, having been a Rain member now for going on seven years, you know, definitely the marketing is uh, something that everybody can really up their game in the marketing. And it's gonna when you up your game in marketing, Patrick, it helps you through those tough times because then you have the brand and you have the marketing, you have the email list, you have the resources to be able to to compete better. So it helps you to be competitive in the tough times, uh, which is something that everyone should be focusing on, especially people in Alberta right now. And and that's just one thing. That's just one part of, you know, the strategies and solutions that we'll be offering. You know, we'll get into landlording, maybe a little bit, uh, you know, how can you be a more proactive landlord? Are you being proactive? And if you're not your landlord, you have a property management, how do you, company, how do you work with that property manager to make sure that they're paying attention to what you have going on? How are you understanding the market? You know, from there, we'll definitely get into what's going on economically. Uh, Don and Jennifer Hunt have done a brilliant job of uh, doing some research, and we are going to be digging way into that. Of course, uh, Hugo Dos Reis with Rain Finance Center and the Vine Group will be doing a whole segment or two on what's going on in the mortgage, uh, the area of mortgages and financing. Well, let's actually, let's dig into that, Patrick, because I know the mortgages and finances are one aspect, right? Like there, there's a good example of something that I've had to completely 100, like 360 on my strategy around getting mortgages, because it's, I'm not immune to it. You're not immune to it. It's like, it is tougher to get money from the banks the way we used to do it than ever before. Mm Mm-hmm. And and if I would have tried to continue to do that, I'd be running up against a wall just like everybody else. But I had to shift. I had to change. So I completely shifted my strategy around how to get my financing done in order to continue to acquire property. Because the the things we did in 2013, 14, 15, 16, and even 17 totally stopped working. So we had to make a decision. If we want to keep growing, we got to find new solutions. And that's exactly what we did. We had to find new solutions to keep growing. So we did. And and that's all part of what SOS, the event is, actually what Rain is doing on monthly meetings now. But you, you did remind me of one thing, which is we often talk about uh, Rain members having the opportunity to do a planning session or a portfolio review and to sit down and, and really look at portfolios. It was just a, a reminder, a second set of eyes on the portfolio through Rain Finance Center and having somebody sit down with you and go, hey, here's some things that you may be stepping over. Here's some things that actually could turn out to be opportunities for you when you get that second set of eyes. It doesn't cost Rain members anything to do that. And I think it's just a great 
part of stepping into and facing whatever you've got going on supported, not alone. Well, a hundred, you know, what's funny is I, I cannot, I'm the biggest fan of portfolio reviews because a portfolio review literally saved my bacon in 2016. You know, at the, um, I was working with Hugo from Vine and at the height of, of, of what we were doing at the time, I was in the process of, of working with a lender to do another deal. And it was in a portfolio review that Hugo brought to my attention that if we go with that lender, we'll be locking ourselves down. We'll really be hurting our chances. So this is the beauty of working with, with the Rain Finance Center is they had my overall plan in mind. So Hugo then came back and said, if you go with that lender, even though it's a pre-approved deal, even though it's all good, you know, you're going to be hurting your chances of continued growth in the future. So you should go with this lender instead. We should reorganize yourself this way so you, you have a longer runway to grow. If I wouldn't have done a portfolio review at that moment, if I would have pushed it off, if I would have said, I'll do it later, it's not that important, I would have screwed myself. Plain and simple, I would have got stuck and then I would have had to undo things in order to keep growing. This is the time. And because we're talking about Alberta, and because you see the opportunities in Alberta right now is that the market is at the bottom. Let's say it is, let's say it's not. How far off the bottom can it be? Two, three, five percent, maybe. And if you're buying for cash flow, <laughs> not very not very far is the answer. <laughs> not very far is the answer. And yeah, over the next 18 months, two years, it's gonna be tough slugging probably but this is what's cool about this market is if you surround yourself with the right people and really look at what the market for is what it really is it's an opportunity and the cool thing about it is there's no pressure there's not multiple offers although there is on the right deal there's still multiple offers going on in Alberta by the way and the other thing that on the financing side I know I'm jumping around here but there's so many things that are positive in that kind of a market on the financing side of it, for example, you know one of the things that you can do with financing now is they're really liking uh, commercial mortgages. So what is a commercial mortgage? Well, yeah, it could be a multifamily. It could be a, truly a commercial, uh, let's say a light industrial building. But the other thing that they're willing to wrap mortgages around now is if you, let's say, buy five townhouses, and let's just say in Alberta, you're paying, I don't know, I'll just round up. I'll say 400000 a door, right? So you got 2 million bucks worth of real estate there. And you then say, well, I want to be able to put 25% down. Let's just say that's what it's going to be. So you're going to put a half a million bucks down. And now you get a commercial mortgage. So you create a corporation, which is what the banks want for commercial. Now what you're doing is you can raise capital, that joint venture partnership within the share structure of that corporation and actually do a commercial uh, mortgage, which is far better because then you're building the portfolio based on the performance of that particular portfolio, not on your income. So it's just an additional strategy. Is it a, you know, it's not a miracle cure to what's going on in the banking industry, but it's an expanded strategy as opposed to buying a single family and qualifying for it. Well, that, and, but you know what, Patrick, you're nailing on something really in interesting there, which is that's exactly the kind of strategy that we, that 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 is working and that is required. If you want to keep being a real estate investor in this marketplace, you you have to look at these alternative strategies that you didn't necessarily have to look at two years ago. And I I give you a perfect example from my perspective is I heard the same the, what you were talking about has been a, a bit of a common theme 
in throughout the second, the last half of 2018, right? Yep. Brain's been saying commercial mortgages are easier to get, not necessarily easier to get, but the, the market's going more in the commercial sense. So uh, the last deal I was just talking about that I bought this week is, is a commercial unit. And the reason for that is I wasn't, you know, three, four years ago, I wasn't looking at commercial, but I've changed my tune now because that's where the market's going. So I've had to adapt. And I was just reflecting when you were speaking, I was reflecting in the last 12 months in order to do what I've accomplished, I've had to completely revamp my financing structure and my, and the way I, I finance, I've had to get six new lending partners that I didn't have before. I had to get four new business partners that I didn't have before. And I had to completely elevate my marketing game to a whole new level, new websites, new social profiles, new video uh, marketing, all of that stuff I didn't have to do in 2015. It was just, it was, it, it just wasn't, I didn't need it. So, you know, when you reflect on that, it's like, wow, I hadn't actually, until this moment that we're talking about, I didn't realize how much I had to do in the last 12 months to revolutionize my business. But, but man, it's been a great, it's been, it's been epic. So, but now I'm ready to keep going. Right. So, so that's the thing about it. And, and, you know, so SOS is really about that. It's surrounding yourself with like-minded individuals who've gone. So a conversation with you standing at an SOS and, and having a chat with you in a, in a room, which we we've shared these stories back and forth over the years, how many times we've had a, a, a random conversation with somebody and, you know, made a hundred grand because we went back and applied a three minute conversation with Bing, holy cow, that was brilliant. Yeah. And so that's really what SOS is about. So first and foremost, the SOS is a, a catchy acronym to use, certainly in an Alberta market right now. We're totally aware of that. Rain is an organization. I'm so excited about where we're going and how we're upping our game in terms of support of Rain members. We're expanding on the conversation of not just troubleshooting, but also how to uh, move forward investing in real estate because the game is still a good game to play. You just have to change how you play it. And part of that, of course, is looking at what other opportunities exist there. You're going to hear more than ever uh, from us talking about things like limited partnerships and and uh, uh, real estate investment trusts like REITs and agreements for sale, You know, strategies that work in this kind of a market. And we will continue to be the leaders in education of that. And that's really ultimately our focus as a team and in what we're doing is supporting RAIN members to, to succeed. And I want to share one story with you because it just happened uh, yesterday. And I had a call from a RAIN member who's been a RAIN member since 2008. Her and her husband made a mistake and it's cost them $110,000. And there's just nothing they can do from their, in their world. They felt that there's nothing that they can do to solve the problem. Now, what was interesting about it is they totally have accepted responsibility that they created the problem. And as she was explaining to me, she says, you know, Patrick, she says, I can't even tell you how many times I've heard you say from stage, it doesn't matter who you're doing a joint venture with, get it in writing. Even if it's your mom, get it in writing. Doesn't matter. Life happens, life changes, and you need it in writing should something go wrong. She didn't do that. And she stepped over that and she was into a relationship with a joint venture partner. It all looked great. Rosie, Rosie, cool, cool. Wheels came off and it cost them $100,000 in that. Now, back to that. I gave her my point of view and certainly 
you know, it felt like I could only be just compassionate and empathetic and listen to it and hear it. But as I'm listening to it, there was a couple of little insights I was able to provide her and approaches because she couldn't go to litigation, can't afford it, number one. Number two, she's got nothing in writing, probably wouldn't win anyways. And so, you know, there's a, there's a, what's the, what's the old saying? Never fight with a pig. You'll never win. And it likes to get dirty. So, <laughs> you know, that, that's really, you got, there's a point where you go, there's no point, but I said, why don't we take this approach? Why don't you consider this approach? Now, I don't know if that was, val it was valuable to her. I don't know if it's going to work, but it was a far cry from where she was at when she phoned me. And the reason I share that with the listeners on this call is that is down and out as you might feel or as, or as buoyed and excited as you may feel, it just pays to talk it out, to be in a room with other like-minded real estate investors who, like you, might... I, listen, I got a portfolio in Grand Prairie. Trust me, I'm not making millions off that portfolio in Grand Prairie right now. But the point is, is that I'm supported, I get through it, I work through it, and I look down to the future, and and I'm able to accommodate it, put some strategies in place. And that's all because I'm supported in terms of my view, and uh, at least, if nothing else, I can complain out loud and people listen to me and, and, <laughs> and get it and understand, relate to it, right? Well, I think I think you're absolutely right, Patrick, because, you know, nothing can change without hope. The minute you the, the minute you switch from despair to hope, everything else becomes possible. Yes. Uh, you will start to attract solutions. You'll start to talk to someone. You just you just can't get in the right mindset when you're when you're in despair about it. So if, if you can shift it to hope and that's what listening to this is all about. That's what. You know, like I, I know myself, Patrick. When when I when I'm in a tougher state, if you will, if it's if it's a tough time for me, I'm I'm going straight to positive people. I'm going straight to podcasts. I'm going straight to to the people that I trust to say, listen, help me get out of this. And and by the way, those people don't even know often that they're doing that because I'm listening to their podcasts or I'm listening to their YouTube videos. But it helps me shift to the mindset of hope, which then makes all things possible. And then you start to attract some solutions. And then if you take some action on the solutions, next thing you know, you got yourself in a good spot. And that's what SOS is all about. For me, when I'm talking to people who are, you know, individuals who are investors and they're, they don't know what to do with Calgary or they don't know what to do in Edmonton. Ultimately, we look at the economic fundamentals. Those are two cities. Alberta is a, still a strong, strong province. And it will recover. And will it all look like oil and gas? You know, probably not. And as a matter of fact, it won't look all oil and gas. They will diversify. They will change. Edmonton and Calgary aren't going to, you know, fold up their tent and move away. That economy will start to, to continue to grow. We as real estate investors have to look at where that market is going who our demographic is, what is the geographic region within that city or within that province, and really be methodical. And that's what not only is Rain about and Acre has been about, in this case, this is what SOS is about. As leaders, we have to deal with what is happening right now for real estate investors. What do they need to hear? What do they need to, and how do they need to be supported? And that's what SOS is all about. And because we've done it before, we have a pretty strong formula for it. Because we're in it, we're investors ourselves. And because I'm constantly talking with members, I'm on the road, as members know, I'm always in the cities. And we are always looking at what's going on economically. 
That's what SOS is there to do. Support real estate investors, whether you're get, even if you're just getting started out, gosh, I bet there's a whole bunch of people go, I wish I could start here as opposed to, uh, I started a long time ago. Now I'm fighting fires. You know, I mean, there's all those stories by the way. And so whether you're just starting out well on your way, you know, whatever degree of success you've had, this is a perfect environment to get into, to expand your brain, to, uh, you know, get some new strategies, to take a look at what your options are. And that's what this event's all about. So Patrick, just to, just to ask a question from my side is SOS is going to be different from Acre. Is that correct? SOS is different from Acre. It will still always have a, because, well, rain is, I mean, at the end of the day, the system of rain, the program, the Acre program, it is, it weaves a thread through our, our DNA. It's really who we are. What are the economic fundamentals? What is the property ladder all about? What is the uh, strategy using a down market? How do you find a tenant? How do you treat your tenant? Oh, we treat them like customers. How do we market? So it's a constant, how do you build your team? How do you get financing? I mean, that's a constant conversation. But in this one for SOS, we're going to drill down very specifically into strategies in a down market, getting mortgages in a down market. Where can you put your cash in a down market if you don't want to do it yourself, single family uh, property, for example? And where do you reach out to get some support and what kind of support are you looking for? So it's not an acre, but it always, you know, what we teach and what our values are and what we believe just is always in the fiber of who Rain is. But it's going to be, and it is very, like you said, it's going to be very specific to the current economic conditions and the current market in Alberta. That is the key. And and as leaders in this industry, and it, it is so important for us to look at what's going on in the market and say, we need to speak to what's happening in the market. This can't be any illusions of grandeur, but listen, there's some really great opportunities here. There's some good learning to be uh, to be had. Patrick, I'm, I'm going to make, if I can be so bold, I am going to make uh, a, a prediction. Are you ready for my prediction? <laughs> okay, let's try it. I don't know I, if I, I am, am going to make a prediction that the people of all investors, and especially those that are focused on Alberta, will regret this time. I guarantee you will regret this time, and you are going to say... <laughs> I wish I would have bought more. I wish I would have figured it out. I wish I would have invested more in this particular time. A hundred percent. And I joke about that often, which I mean, is... Don't, don't you do that, Patrick? Don't you wish you would have totally, bought more in way? Totally. And, and what's so funny about it is I joke about it all the time, which is to say, when the market's hot... We, we, the people are afraid to chase it. They don't want to, you know, they don't want to take advantage of it. They're going, oh, I should have bought when it was lower. And, and then the, when the real estate <laughs> goes down again, I'm going to buy. And then the, the real estate drops and everybody goes, no way, this is far too scary. So it's just an interesting, uh, it is a psych, you know, it's the psychology of being a real estate investor. And I agree with you hundred percent. We'll, we'll look back and on this time and go, man, I wish I would have bought real estate in, uh, 2019, 2020. And it's always, and it's, and, and, and we've learned this, you know, you have, and this is what I take absolute, like, I just find I'm so lucky because I get to be surrounded by great people like you who've been through these times and, and have those regrets. And oh, I, I don't want to miss out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've been through two other downturns. Um, I think more, two, one, two, three. I think this, this might be my fourth. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm a genius. I'm an idiot. I'm a genius. I'm an idiot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the old 
<laughs> Peaks and valleys, we go through it. So SOS is here to clear that up, clean that up, get you supported, get your questions answered. So get out, register for SOS, and make sure that you're part of the uh, audience there. we got some really cool stuff going on. It kicks off Friday at uh, 6 o'clock on uh, the 1st of March and goes till probably 5 o'clock, 4 o'clock on Sunday the 3rd. And a great uh, group of speakers. Make sure you're watching your emails and you'll get to discover who all the who, the roster of experts that we're going to have on the stage. But it's a great group, all experienced in real estate investing and all there to share their knowledge and their support. Do you want to add to totally. that, JG? Well, I, I mean, I'm excited that <laughs> you just finished on such a great high there. I was going <laughs> to leave it there, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm really pumped to be there. I, uh, I'm excited. I'm going to talk a lot about marketing yourself uh, for some reason, Patrick, and I don't understand why, because you actually, if you want to dig into this, let's for just a second, you know, you, you teach an amazing segment called treat your real estate like a business. Would you agree? You're, you're the master of that section. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was my, yeah, I came up with it and kind of built it and do it. Yeah. I, I like now, it. now in a business, yeah. let's call it your other, your other skate tech business. Okay. Do you focus on marketing? Huh? Yeah. 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 Marketing. So, so brand. How, how all come landlords and real estate owners and rental housing providers seem that they don't, they don't have to market that there's this, uh, seems to be this philosophy that you don't need a website. You don't need to accept online applications. You don't need Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can just, you need, you know, so I'm going to go through a fantastic system to maximize on this opportunity, which is the, the, the market you're in now, because marketing will and can save your bacon because it provides you with that power, the brand power. And if you don't have it, we'll show you how to get it. Yeah. And, you know, JG, I don't want to get your head so big your hat doesn't fit. But, uh, you know, when you did that segment on marketing for the room, it was huge. I mean, people, Rain members, so many of them are applying what you taught in that 45 minute segment. It was pretty powerful. And uh, I know that you've got a nice uh, a nice plan and and presentation that you'll do on marketing for real estate investors. And I see some Rain members are actually doing social media more than I've ever seen before. So they're picking up on it, but I think this will put them over the top. This will be like, oh my gosh, why didn't I start this a long time ago? So it'll be exciting. (laughs) I love it. That's great, Patrick. Excited to see you there, pal. Okay, man. We'll catch up. Bye-bye. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. If you found value in the podcast, please take the time to rate and review and share with others. Share with your friends. As it is my goal to always improve and to provide the highest value for you, the listener, if you have any comments, suggestions, or questions you'd like answered, please email me at ceo at raincanada.com. That's ceo at reincanada.com. I look forward to hearing from you. And until next time, Patrick out.